This show is to inspire and empower you to take the first step towards life you can't stop thinking about. You are listening to the Fabulous by Design podcast. I'm your host, Evie, and I want to show you that everything you need to make the first step towards the life you want to create for yourself is already within you. Today, I invited Christine. Christine is the founder of Truth Lies Within, and she's dedicated to guiding women to find their intuition. I'm excited to hear her story and how saying yes to herself has led her to where she is today. Hi, Christine. Would you like Hi, to Evie. introduce Thank yourself you. and tell us a little yes, bit more I'd about yourself? To. Thank you. Yeah, so I, I own Truth Lives Within. I'm a yoga teacher and empowerment coach and a chakra healer. And I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur who loves working with women and helping them find their intuition and guide from their inner power. This is a journey that I have lived myself. I have noticed and had many times in my life where people have, I've spoken my truth and people have shown me that that was not acceptable to them for various reasons. And really what sparked this journey as an entrepreneur was when I worked in a tech company and I was getting miserable. I wasn't happy. I was stressed all the time. I tried to talk to my boss and tell her how I felt. Nothing changed. And when nothing changed, a couple people who were mentors in my life really sparked that change within me. Um, my life coach trainings through Martha Beck and she, I went to a conference she was holding in Austin, Texas. And in that conference, she said, if you're going to a job that you hate every day, that then you're living a lie. And that really landed for me. And I said, oh, I think I'm living a lie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hate my job now. So um, with that, and actually my yoga teacher um, also kind of pushed me to say, like, why are you still at this job? Like, you're unhappy. And once I sort of came to that place of like, I don't want to live this lie anymore. I left my job and started my business on this journey as an entrepreneur. Wow. Wow. That's inspiring. It's great to hear that you had mentors in your life and people who saw the potential and people who uh, literally empowered you to make the first steps, right? Um, mm -hmm. I come, I'm coming from the other side, right? Where I did not have people who truly believed in some sort of higher purpose. And I was meant to climb a career ladder as it is written in the book, right? And I, mm -hmm. this is what my parents wished for me. This is what was called, so to say, a safe job, a proper job, right? But I truly can relate to that lie. And I went once off the lie and I started my first business very young where literally everything failed I was not ready to done the to do the inner work and it was it was a six year trial and failure till I actually <laughs> gave up on it right and went back to this lie telling myself that it's okay uh to do that right I mean everybody gets up in the morning has a job comes back home and it's paying me my rent my life and that's okay and then that time I really realized like, no, I am doing exactly 
what everybody else is doing. I'm lying to myself. I had no pay raise, nothing ever had made it better. So I truly understand. And I think it's great that you have these um, people you actually listen to and that they brought you or that they led you where you are supposed to be going at that time, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, when you said like uh, you felt miserable in your situation, can you elaborate a little bit on that? What, what emotions, yes. feelings, how your life was at that time? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of it actually was my health was not in good shape. I wasn't getting my periods because I was so stressed out that my body was messed up. And it was like several months of no menstrual cycle at all. And knowing that like, this isn't right, something's wrong. Um, and then I it also started where um, work started to bleed into my personal life. So before I was able to really say like work stays at work and then I go home and I relax and do whatever I want. And I started checking emails before I got into work mm -hmm. almost to prepare myself for like, okay, how bad is today going to be? Exactly. But it caused way more stress doing that. And then my boundaries were falling apart because I mm -hmm. no longer had, that space where relaxation wasn't then getting work seeping into it, whether it was with my thoughts, talking, thinking about, oh, how is tomorrow going to be? Or even if I'm checking emails and seeing what's coming in mm -hmm. from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. the last trigger, like, I mean, this is always, we never realize from right from the beginning that things are going south, right? It's always, um, and also, like saying that something is going wrong is usually a, a big confession we have to make to ourselves. So usually humans, we like to avoid that. And we only see it when it's, I would say, too late. And then usually something, uh, not too late to change, but it's quite late to not feel it anymore, right? So what was your last last trigger where you said, okay, that far and no step further, I have to make that change? So in terms of my job, it was meeting with my boss and having to talk about the same issues that a year ago I had. And that was the realization of like, nothing's changed. Nothing's probably going to change because I don't know if she's capable of that. And something's got to give for this to be okay. Um, my parents have always been of the belief and have put that on me that you were talking about earlier of like, you have to have your nine to five job. You have to have a stable income. You can't live or pay rent without having that. And I, my mom, even though I was terrified, my health is deteriorating because of this job. I want to quit. Mm -hmm. What do you like? I, I asked for her advice and was really asking for permission. And when she gave me that permission, that was when I said, okay, I'm putting my notice in and I'm doing that. Because my mom was the biggest proponent of you have to have a stable job, you have to have all of these things. So if then she's telling me, it's okay to leave and not have necessarily a stable plan to fall back on. That was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it was like the snowball effect of my mentors telling me those things. And then really having that like approval. And I think that allowed allowed me to have my own approval that like, this is okay. And this is what I need to do for myself. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it came step by step and the puzzle Absolutely. came together eventually. And the last thing to make you go was actually when you know you have a support, right? When you included yes. your environment to what you mm-hmm. aim for, to the change you're going to make, right? Yeah. 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 Because often we keep it like for us because it's something like, you know, scary. I don't know if you agree, right? But it's so scary to say, I'm going to quit my job. I remember I was crying. I was so crying when I, and, yeah. I was, uh, and I had to go. I knew that I had to go because otherwise I would be crying every day after work or before work, which right. was happening already at that time. And for me, it was my partner who actually said, you know what? I because we've been living on Crete, right, right at the beach. And he said, I don't see you uh like if you quit your job tomorrow, I don't see you sitting on the beach and sunbathing all day. Because I can really see that there is something going on. And you told me, like, although he could not totally relate to everything, to my uh ideas and business ideas, he said, I see it and I, I think it's gonna work out. And until then, we're gonna live for my money. And that was the mm-hmm. moment. Although I never intended to ever touch this bank account, right? <laughs> to live or to yeah. be like, yeah, um, this is my freedom. That was backup enough for me to say, okay, no matter what. And if I'm going to eat rice and vegetables for the next two years, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to eat rice and vegetables because I actually think it's tasty. <laughs> it's not even a sacrifice. <laughs> No, that's, that's super inspiring, Christina. I, I really like that. I think it's important to involve your environment in that as well. Otherwise, you will be left alone with your fears, with your insecurities. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what makes it so easy to make that choice is when you're like, okay, mm-hmm. it's not only me trying to do this against a brick wall. Like now I have the support from someone else that I can make that choice. And yeah, as you had in your life with your partner. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. You don't uh, like, uh, I do still underestimate the power of sharing the struggle. Yeah. I still do. Yeah. 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 I think we're trained to think that it's supposed to be a lonely journey and that we have, we're not allowed to ask support or, or we're like weak if we ask support for Mm -hmm. support. So yeah, it's really brave and courageous to be able to do that and to ask for someone to hold your hand along the way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. But once you got that hand, you never let go of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I, I mean, I know that um, uh, what I, I met a lot of people along the way, and it was me included, that uh, there is unhappiness all around, right? I mean, people don't speak it, but I'm sure when I was lying to myself that I like my corporate job back then, that there were people out there think knowing that I'm lying to myself and that I'm lying to them. But of course, you can't go ahead and tell like, no, that's not true, because actually... The best way to start any change, in my opinion, is if you discover it yourself, right? If somebody would force you into that, it will always you will always be running against the wall, right? Because people don't perceive right. it the right way and there is they're not ready for that, right? So if now we can say that unhappiness, being unhappy affects more than just one area in our life, right? Because as you said yourself, you took your job home and this had uh, consequences right then your relationship is not the same anymore and 
uh, you might be struggling with your partner, your children, uh, your parents, your friends, right? And there's mm-hmm. so much more to it. So it doesn't affect just one area in life. So if we find ourselves in a misery, right? How can we just, you know, find out where this source lies, right? Because is it the job? Is it my partner? Is it, I don't know, the universe? Can you tell us a bit right. more about that? Yeah. Well, and I think it's so important to remind ourselves that we have our own wisdom. We know what we need, but we cover all of that with those lies about, I should be doing this for whatever reason. And so what I found for myself and my clients is once you take the time to sit and be still and be quiet, maybe that's meditating, maybe it's only sitting and starting to notice what's happening in your body, what's happening with your mind. And start once we start to be aware of that and start to notice, then we can start to pinpoint that source. Mm-hmm. Noticing like, oh, when I think about work, I immediately tense up and my body yeah. wants to like tighten, mm-hmm. you know? So like once we become that observer by listening, the answers start to show us our Mm -hmm. truth and what we actually need. And from there, that's the answer to moving out of that unhappiness is once you know what you actually need in that situation, you can then determine, okay, how do I take the steps to get out of it or change how I think about it or whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you also say that you don't need to flee immediately from that situation because I think (laughs) this is what, what, you know, if we speak, I mean, this is like, sometimes you have just a half an hour to, to, to tell people something. And then you say like, yeah, but you have to move away from that situation. And then it uh, comes across like, you know what, you found that source, you got to go now. Right. And then people Mm -hmm. start going crazy and be like, no, I can't do that because I need my job. I need my income or maybe I'm just not even, like ready to leave my partner because there is so many steps in in between. And I just wanted to like point out that it, or you pointed actually out that it doesn't need to be an immediate run, right? From that situation, but there are a lot of micro steps in between, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a process like anything else. And I like to think of it as like peeling the layers back of an onion. So once you have a little bit of that truth, it can take you, to that next layer, but knowing that it's not all going to happen at once, it is, think of it in like little tiny steps. How can I like make the smallest step to make that change and enough micro steps add up to a huge change, but it, it all takes time to get there. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't need to happen all at the time or the same time. Right. Because I think, yeah, uh, yeah, we can't expect that. And it would not be, um, nice to experience that either and I think many people fear that that then if they start changing the whole world is going to fall apart which is not the case because there might be pieces falling apart yeah I don't want to sugarcoat it right because we always have to look at the ugly part of our life or the things we've been denying or lying at ourselves about but actually the beauty lies on the other side of the tunnel always oh absolutely and part of what started me quitting my job too was the year prior I had left a relationship Mm -hmm. so I was with this guy for two and a half years we had been living together for five months 
and I broke up with him, moved back home. So it felt like everything was caving in a little bit. But then that created this year of buying a condo, quitting my job and starting my business and then dating my future husband. Mm -hmm. So know that like when you make that change, you leave room for so many other things that you don't even know are on the horizon for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That you couldn't even imagine being there for yourself in that situation, right? Yeah, Yeah. I totally agree, Christine. Like I couldn't put it any better. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And you mentioned before in your job as well that you eventually, as it got far, you didn't have any boundaries anymore. And you didn't mm-hmm. speak up for yourself. So when you lose that sense of uh, having healthy boundaries, it's also quite difficult to go back to speaking up. Or if you just, you know, you 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 lost the sense of of being worthy of anything because it has been too long, right? How can we learn or how do you help people learn to speak up for themselves again? So part of that is going back to like, listening to ourselves and really finding out what we need to do that. I think part of speaking up can be this like friction within us between what we know in our intuition, in our gut to be true for us, that maybe we're trying to cover up with our lies about why we should be in that situation. But then also what's being imposed on us Mm -hmm. that, we're noticing this isn't working, something's not right. So what I found for myself is what kind of helps with that need to say something and speak up is that inner friction of here's what's being imposed. And I know it's not what I want or need. And then here's the sense of knowing that I have that might be a little quieter than what's being imposed on me but there's like an inner struggle. Mm -hmm. And so at some point it gets to a point where the frustration about what's being imposed is so frustrating that you know, the only answer is to say what you need to say and to speak up for your truth. Mm -hmm. So you can get there in that way, but also getting there by listening and knowing what do I actually need? Is it, it might not even be speaking to get out of it, but accepting, okay, what I've been telling myself are lies. So like, what is actually my truth? Mm -hmm. What might I actually need in this situation that's different? So I'm a huge proponent of checking in with that inner knowing because we all have it. It's there trying to communicate with us, even if we're not listening or can't hear it. And it always can help us figure out the next step that we need to make in order to make that change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And if we put it now on a like uh, on a level of speaking up, even if it's like not a ma- major, let's say life-changing situation, but sometimes it's even that we don't speak up at work or we don't speak up in our relationship, although it is a safe zone for us, right? We And we yet, right, right we would still not speak up. And I think for me, as I now speak to you, speaking up has for me slightly a little bit of a negative taste to it, if you know what I mean, because it's it seems mm-hmm. loud. 
speaking up mm. right do you know what i want to where i want to go this is just coming very yes. uh, intuitive right now and speaking up means like speaking at that point where you are already drowning and then you have to speak you need to speak up right for yourself but right there, uh, why don't we speak up in this case or why don't we speak our voice or express our needs even in the biggest comfort zone sometimes I think it's comfort zone. I think it's our culture mm -hmm. teaches us as women that we are supposed to be accommodating. If we speak up, like you said, we're being too loud. We're being too aggressive. We're being too mm -hmm. much. And I think we're taught that that's bad as women to be too anything. And so a lot of us tend to have people pleasing behaviors And that's why we're not speaking up. Mm -hmm. I noticed in my relationship, I was doing that. Um, we're both very accommodating people. And so then he'd be accommodating. So I'd be accommodating and it would sort of go back. And then I'd be like, wait, I'm telling him I don't want, you know, pizza for dinner, but I actually do. So like, <laughs> I think part of it is, yeah, that comfort zone, it's what we know and it's what we're told. And then it's ingrained, like, okay, if I'm too anything, then that's not okay. And people mm -hmm. are going to have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely something I've noticed in my life throughout, you know, since I was a young kid is like, when I speak my truth, there's someone who lashes out and tells me that that's wrong. Mm -hmm. So then we're sort of trained by society and other people like, okay, Maybe behave. I don't speak my truth. Yeah. Yeah. Behave. Yeah. 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 I gotta follow the rules. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm finding myself in that situation quite a bit. Although I can say I have set up my boundaries. I, I have done a lot of inner work and I, th I think it's a never ending story. Right. And I find myself in this situation too, to be sometimes just to not even please someone, but just wanting to be polite and say, you know what? No, uh, have that seat. If it comes to my partner, right? But deep within, all I want to do is just sit down, right? <laughs> but I still would offer it, right? And I think these are yeah. small things, but this is just to showcase that it, it goes uh, on micro and macro level the same way. And I think it has the same effect on us in every area of life if we don't speak up for ourselves. Absolutely. And I think actually those small things like offering a seat when we want to sit down are kind of what create the bigger picture. Because mm -hmm. the more we do say no to ourselves when we want to say yes. Oh, yeah. We kind of com compartmentalize, we go in within in a way that's not kind. And it really creates this inner place that doesn't feel safe for us. Mm -hmm. because we're not honoring what our needs actually are yeah yeah absolutely yeah and you said something interesting before you said that's our culture and it it made bling in my head because i am connecting over this podcast and i'm networking a lot as well i am connecting with people all over the world with a lot of women as well right and you just For you guys listening, like Christine is sitting in uh, Eastern time and I am in ICD time in Thailand. So we are like also like in a different time zone. That means also different upbringing, different culture, uh, different everything you would say. Yet I right. think the expectations or this is what it actually shows. The more conversations I have, 
that the expectations of us are worldwide the same, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Quite. Yeah. Quite the realization now for me to say like the culture. I was like, I was I was growing up in a um, in a Slavic culture, right? Like something completely mm-hmm. like yeah different, but yet the same situation. Yeah. Right. So many different cultures, yet I think there are certain threads that are very similar within them that we all are dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so interesting. I think you know, like connecting with people and finding like-minded people can be quite powerful. That shows that we are not alone, that we are not alone in going through life, <laughs> through entrepreneurship, through our relationships, right? There are so many similarities yeah. we can share, yeah, and gain from it, especially. So, mm-hmm. Christine, this is my favorite question, or one of my favorites, because I like them all, one way or the other. <laughs> but what do people misunderstand the most about you? I love this question. I love that you're asking this of all your guests. I think it's so fun. And when I was coming up with the answer, it actually sort of came very easily to me as a yoga teacher. People assume that I am a very health conscious person and I'm always eating clean foods and I'm always exercising and doing all these things for myself. And yes, I'm striving for that always, but I'm also someone who loves pizza, as I might have alluded to earlier, and loves like fried chicken and foods that I'm not supposed to be eating. Um, So I I kind of find it funny when even friends I've known for years will go out with me and be confused that I'm not getting a salad because they (laughs) sort of have this idea that like, oh, I'm this health conscious yoga teacher. Um, But no, I love my very fried and (laughs) unhealthy foods as well. So um, yeah, a lot of people sort of have that assumption. Yeah, it's just part of life. Like I, I've been in the sports and health industry for many years, and people literally thought that I'm eating salad. Like it is. Mm-hmm. Like we have those stereotypes, right, and pictures of people and how how we how we want to see them, right, or uh, as the images yeah. put in my in our heads. I. That's why it's always the same question, and everybody answers is different. And that's why I love it so much, actually. Thank you for that. And if people want to reach out to you, get in touch with you, work with you, where they can find you? They can head to my website at truthliveswithin.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all at truthliveswithin. And um, next Thursday, August... Oh my God, August. It's April. It's April, April 27th. Yeah. You went <laughs> I'm far. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm like, it's August. Well, it was like 70 degrees a few weeks ago here in the Boston area. So Makes sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thursday, April 27th at 12 p.m. Eastern, I'm holding a free workshop called Take the Leap, where I am giving insight into my proven five-step process. I love to call leaping where part of it is talking about getting still and listening to ourselves in order to work with our fear, anxiety, stress, and make the changes and move through to where we want to go with this simple process. It, I work, I've done it in so many different aspects of my life and worked with my clients with this. 
and it helps you move through those negative feelings and find a place of safety within yourself so that you can make change and tackle what you want to tackle in life. Ah, that's, that sounds great, Christine. Thank you. Every information you just gave, I will also put down in the show notes. So if somebody didn't have a pen already, so people can look it up there. And I will just grab those links and send them out on Instagram so people find can sign up for your workshop next week. Great. Thank you. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you for this inspirational conversation. Thank you for your time. I really enjoyed talking to you. And I would say let's stay connected, Christine. Definitely. Thank you so much, Evie. I appreciate you having me on here. Bye-bye. Hey, do you want to create fantastic reels with unique captions quickly? This script has saved me time and brought back the fun of creating reels. The writing transcript editing and recording program automatically detects errors, arms and speech gaps and much more. I became an affiliate of this script because it eliminates the sucky parts of reel and video editing and adds value to my work as a coach and creator. You can try this script for free by clicking the link in the show notes and reach out to me if you need help with your first edit.